Welcome to the boomocracy. The censorship across all social media apps have pushed I, Boomer Justin, to the brink of insanity, to the point where I've created my own political affiliation. It is now a boomocracy here. <laughs> I don't care what your affiliation is. I prefer you to be Republican, but I don't even I don't care if you're a liberal Democrat. I don't care. If you want to listen and you want to learn and you want to laugh a little, stick around. This might just be your cup of tea. But first, let me introduce myself. Let me give the obligatory who I am, where I'm from, why I am the way that I am. <laughs> What drove me to be a social media influencer? What drove me to care? Okay, so I was born on a dairy farm to parents of... I'm just joking. I'm not going that deep. I'm not going that deep. So TikTok started for me about almost two years ago. Okay, it started out as a... One of those things where I would do a little thing on TikTok, a little filter, this or that, and show it to my coworkers. It was really just to get my coworkers to laugh. And going all the way back through the 2,000 or so videos that I have on TikTok so far, I look at some of those videos, and aside from a few pounds that I've lost, you know, between you know <laughs> now and then, um, yeah, those videos, I almost feel like I should delete them, but I won't. I leave them as a badge of honor. If you have time, it's worth going back through and taking a look at some of those just to see how I've grown over the years. <laughs> Which, I guess I could say like back in the day, but the back in the day, that's like, it's like Wednesday. So, now, part of the reason I've started a boomocracy, part of the reason why we are here right now at this pivotal moment is because I was doing a live stream on TikTok today. I was about 18 minutes in and I was banned. I was banned. They just shut me down. We, I was having a good time. We were, you know, I was fighting a couple trolls back and forth you know, they say things like uh, communism and socialism good. I say things like communism and socialism bad. And boom, just like that, my live band is, my live stream is gone. It's just gone. So TikTok, the almighty TikTok, with all of their their items at disposal, disposal with all of the, the, the capability that they have, they allow your live stream to be at the mercy, at the will of a few snevely trolls that can just report your live stream and get it shut down and banned. Now, to some, it may not be a big deal, but to others, it is a very big deal because there are many people who have dropped everything because of their TikTok success. And just to name a few, Conservative Anthony, Conservative Barbie, you know, they... Uh, um, um, flawless, lawless, Jen. You know, all of these influencers, okay, a lot of them 
have stopped what they're doing and made TikTok a full-time job. And when TikTok allows these things, allows trolls to stop live streams, when they ban accounts that have 800,000, a million followers, and you know what? Even if it was just a 20,000, even if you had 10 followers, okay, and you and you're, and, and TikTok is banning these accounts, you're affecting people's livelihoods. You are hitting them where it hurts the most, and that's connecting with the people that want to connect with them back. And you, TikTok, are standing in the middle of that, like a big, thick, communist, socialist sheet of COVID-protecting plexiglass. Really thick plexiglass, but still a divide, okay? And it's very frustrating because people have emptied time, their own money, into connecting with the people that just want to enjoy their company, listen to what they have to say, and let the facts follow them wherever they go, okay? So what TikTok is doing here, especially with the live streams, just allowing these live streams to be banned. Like for me, today it happened. I was banned for a week. I don't have live access for another seven days from today. All because of nothing. All because of nothing. Now, I don't have 800,000 followers. I don't have a million followers. But I still can't connect to my followers. I can't talk to them in the way that I normally would. And what gets me is the reason. (laughs) So TikTok will at least give you a reason as to why your live stream was banned against the community guidelines and the ones that I stepped upon (laughs) was the reason was for authenticity and integrity. (laughs) I didn't just misspeak. Authenticity and integrity. What the hell does that mean? Am I pretending to be me? Am I like Joe Biden, like with a lizard suit? Like, am I a lizard person with a Joe Biden suit on? Is it, am I a lizard person wearing a Boomer Justin skin set? I can, I don't know if you believe me or not, but I'm not a lizard person wearing Boomer Justin skin. I am in fact Boomer Justin. So let's just all be clear. So if I go live again, if they if TikTok grants me that beautiful beautiful gift of being able to go live again, I'm not a lizard person and I'm not wearing a skin suit. So now that we have that clear and out of the way, I can jump off that soapbox and we can talk about something else. <laughs> But that's why I'm here. That's why I'm recording my first audio segment, audio only, no video right now, because I feel like part of the reason why many podcasts don't get off the ground is because we get so caught up in what I'm going to wear, what I'm going to look like, how are we going to distribute the video, how are we going to edit the video, how are we going to do all of these things. And you're, you're constantly preparing. You're constantly thinking about ways to make it better. And then it never happens. It never comes to fruition because you're constantly planning. And General, uh, General Patton 
had a great quote, okay, about planning. He said, a good plan violently executed now is better than a perfect plan next week. Violently indeed. I was pushed to the brink by being banned from being able to have live access to talk to my followers. And that's why we are here now. So, guys, follow, listen, grow with me. Let's make this a ride to remember. You know, I'll get fancy eventually. We'll do some cool things eventually. But we gotta, we gotta experience the bumps in the road, the roller coaster on the way up. Okay, it's bumpy on the way up. But then when you get to the crest, when you get to the top, and you start to come over the top of the roller coaster, and then all of a sudden you start to feel just the weightlessness because all of a sudden that coaster just takes boom down that track, and what an awesome feeling! But then it's over in like ten seconds. I'll try to keep it going on a little more than 10 seconds. You may even hear squeaks. I don't know if you can hear that from my chair that I sit in. We'll rectify that later. We'll rectify squeaky chairs. First, you have to get me on a private jet. You got to get me to somewhere where I can do the record. You know, I got to have the big fancy recording audio, you know, I don't have any of that. In fact, I don't need any of those things. I have exactly what I need. I have a computer in front of my face. I'm actually just recording this podcast on my phone. What great technological advancements we have today. What an awesome responsibility I have as a social media influencer. Now on TikTok, I do some funny things. I do some trendy things. I come up with my own original content. I take other original content and I put my own twist on it. I generally try to give credit. And if I forget, I apologize. I will put you in the comments and pin you at the top so people can see it. Because you just get so quick. You know, you see something, boom, you want to do it, you do it. And you forget to give credit in the description. And then you have like a whole army of like those followers come over and they're like, you stole this. Now, there are certain situations where you do a video and you don't realize, okay, with the millions and millions, millions and millions and millions of videos that are put out every day on the TikTok, you have to account, you have to imagine, have an imagination here, folks, that just a few random TikToks. People could say the same thing very similarly, very closely linked. And they could even use the same music, the same audio. And it could look like their one is a copy and the other is not a, and the other is a copy of that copy. It can happen, guys. Coincidences happen all the time. I'm just saying, it's a possibility. It's plausible. <laughs> so... Story time. Story time for you. I was at an antique mall. Okay. I live in the great state of Tennessee. I was in an antique mall today. Awesome antiques everywhere. Like you can get lost in one of those antique malls. I'm walking around and it's like, even if you don't have, if you don't suffer from ADD or ADHD, even if you walk into an antique mall, I promise you that will come out. 
you, you'll be like looking here at this and then you'll be looking at a toaster over here and you'll be looking at some weird ladle that was used to scoop soup. I think that's what ladles are used for, but it's an odd shaped ladle. $45 later, it's yours. But I'm just saying, so I'm walking around and uh, one of the items that I saw there was a purple heart challenge coin. Now the purple heart it's a military challenge coin. Challenge coins are given out for various different reasons uh, throughout the military community, but then also those challenge coins can be given to civilians in certain circumstances as a as a thank you. It's a it's a tradition. It's and one of those coins was a purple heart. So the purple heart is what's given uh, awarded to um, military members who are wounded uh, in action. Okay, and so it was a purple heart military challenge coin, and I just. I am not a Purple Heart recipient. I and I'm a former military member. I was in the Navy for almost ten years. I was a Navy corpsman, um, but we'll talk about that um, some other time. Um, but I just felt the need to hold it in my hand. I didn't want to buy it. it just felt kind of wrong. I don't know why I would want to have that. Plus, I don't want the stolen Valor guys to come after me, and I don't have to worry about that. But I'm not. I'm not a douchebag. I'm not going to pretend to be something that I'm not. But just holding it in my hand just made me think of what we're doing here on social media years from now. If I could fast forward and I could look and see what my what my kids will say about me, what my grandkids will say about me, and what we are doing as conservative influencers on social media. We're activists in our in, in in our own right, okay. And we are we are fighting the same battle that people fought in the streets. That people still continue to fight in the streets. It's just easier for us to get the information out there. And one of the things I try to do, okay. And sometimes it can be very hard because we all have our our, our preferences and our biases. One of the things I like to do is look past affiliation and just follow the facts to where they lead regardless of affiliation and how i feel about the information that i'm following because i think that if you don't do that if you let affiliation dictate where you look then you're just going to be in this continuous circle this continuous rut um and you're not gonna you're not gonna go anywhere, and you're just gonna you're just gonna sound like a broken rec- a broken record. Um, but anyway, back to my antique mall story. So, just thinking about all of the the veterans that were, or you know, military members that are, are wounded in battle, they are fighting, and they are awarded the Purple Heart for their for their valor, for their for their courage, and just just holding that coin, it was almost like I I, I was able to summon. This great, awesome power from it, and as I mean, as silly as that sounds, right? But so I'm, I'm again, so I'm walking through this antique mall, which, by the way, smelt like the greatest food ever. Normally, antique malls smell like what you would imagine—old stuff. Just smells like old stuff, and. Not this place, no, because she had like the lady that owned the place had like a kitchen in there, you know, and she was making a pot roast for her family. Oh my God, it smelled so good. I walked in there and that was the first thing I said. I said, listen, I know I'm in an antique mall, but it smells really good in here and that's almost unfair, you know, because this just the smell made me want to buy something. 
Although the stuff wasn't food that I could buy in there, aside from some jellies and jams and things like that, you know. But uh, it was it was like it was like entrapment, entrapment by smell. <laughs> so I'm looking around, and I find this awesome, awesome antique. And here, hear that? You hear that? That, my friend, is a 75th anniversary. Land O Lakes Sweet Cream Butter Tin. You already did there, but I'm ching. But anyway, uh, and on it is the Land O Lakes Native American. I love it. And she's holding her Land O Lakes butter in her hand with the depiction of her again on there. So it's like this, this like constant like depiction of her holding and I just think it's great because in today's uh, liberal nonsense of, of wanting to cancel everything cultural and just basically whitewash everything and claim that you're offended by it it's just nice to have a little piece of history and I love it because it was created by another Native American and I, I say Native American because I don't want to be canceled on on the uh, the podcast sphere for saying the wrong words. Maybe as I grow, I can start to do those things. But uh, we'll see. baby steps. We'll take baby steps to get there. I don't want to be accused of being a racist or a homophobe or any of these things too early. We we we. I'm sure I will be soon enough, and I can tell you that I'm not in every single way through who I co-host a YouTube podcast with, TikTok Conservatives. If you want to watch, if you want to see what I look like, you can subscribe to TikTok Conservatives where me and Conservative Anthony rant about uh, everything political and everything daily. So if you want to see me, go see me there. Go see us there. Subscribe. Um, look at me just pitching another show on top of this. But this is just a side venture for us to have some fun, to get to know Boomer Justin in the boomocracy in the boomocracy. So welcome. You are a hmm. So if it's a boomocracy, I guess I guess we'd be boomigans. Um I don't like that. Uh you know what? We're going to have to work on it. Um you guys are going to have to help me in in show notes. You're going to have to let me know what we are in a boomocracy other than just freedom loving awesome uh fellow patriots. Right? <laughs> so anyway, so I'm putting my tin back. Um, little kind of show and tell. It's kind of like a tell and tell. Um, describe and tell is what we just went through. But it's amazing. And there I am supporting local business. Um, and that tin will be in future episodes of TikTok Conservatives with me and Conservative Ant. Shameless plug once again. So one of the things that we can talk about is this feeling of oppression. Oppression. The left always loves to sink their teeth into how you are oppressed. How are you a victim? The victimhood mentality. And I can tell you 100% without a doubt that you are not oppressed. <laughs> you are not oppressed. In the present, 
right now, sitting here, I can again assure you that even someone in this country that makes the minimum wage lives better than 99% of other countries in this world. Yes, I said it. A majority of the peoples living other elsewhere do not have the freedoms, the ability to go from the proverbial rags to riches because of capitalism. But you see, in a capitalist society, in a capitalist system, that counter, it goes against the liberal left philosophy and what they need for you to hate socialism. I'm sorry. <laughs> what they need for you to hate capitalism, to blame capitalism for all the woes, is to believe that you're oppressed. To believe that you can't make it. To believe that you are being held down. Well, you're being held down by the very regulations that the left clamors for. Big government. When I say regulations, just think big government. Big government. For example, just for example, and I'm just, this is off the top of my head, Browned in the 1930s-ish, 1930-ish, in, uh, I believe it was Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I always think of uh, Groundhog's Day. Great movie. Punk Satani film. Anyway, I digress. I do that a lot. Um, There was a a flood. I think they were hit with a couple floods. And, um, I mean, just devastating. Um, People lost their lives. There was like... I think it was like $70 million worth of damages. Or maybe it was less than that. No, I think it was $40 million. It was It was something, it was in that neighborhood. Um, anyway, the government decided to impose a, I believe at the time was a statewide 10, 10, 10% increase or 10% tax on um, alcohol across the state. To basically recoup those funds and to help get the the state on their feet again after this awful flood and disaster. Well, I mean, it did. It added a ton of revenue across the state and they were able to dig themselves out and they were able to fix themselves. The problem is that in 2021, do you think that that increase? Do you think that that tax is still on the books? Yep. Now, the figures that I looked at actually extend to 2009-2010 timeframe. So uh, we're missing about 11 years here. So I'll have to do some research and figure that out. But I know that up to that point, 2009-2010, it had been increased at least twice. Okay. And originally to fix 40 or $70 million, whatever it was, from the flooding in Pennsylvania, they now bring in, well, at the time, 2009, 2010, it's something absurd like $258 million, $260 million, something like that, to fix $40 million worth of damage back in 1930-something. So I guess the moral of the story is, is when you think allowing the government to get involved 
is a good idea. Remember that once they're involved, they're always involved. They'll never leave. It's like Bill Murray from What About Bob? You think he's gone? He's never gone. Richard Dreyfus opens the door. You see? Instead of Bill Murray standing there, it's Big Daddy Government standing there. And, and Big Daddy Government will not be holding the bill. No, 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 no. Big Daddy Government, <laughs> he foots that bill off to us, the taxpayers. We are the ones that fill those precious... Co- See, the difference, and this is, and again, government, capitalism, regulations, capitalism, they just don't jive together well. Because capitalism, private endeavors, businesses are great at innovating and creating wealth and accounting for every dollar and making sure that the services that you put out bring in, bring in revenue and increase the likelihood of success of that business. Whereas the government, on the other hand, well, the government has a different idea. Their idea is, let's spend some money, honey. You give me some money, I'm going to spend it on lots of different stuff. On all my little pet projects. I'm even going to do things that look like a good idea and offer a service to you. But then really suck and really eat up a ton of money. Okay, so uh, for, for example, Amtrak. That was, I think, Joe Biden's baby, actually. <laughs> Amtrak. Amtrak run, runs across a service, a train service provided to you. It goes 70 miles an hour. Blazing, blinding speed. Do they offer the amenities of like flying? Private flights that, you know, or just public you know, flights that that uh, you enjoy Wi-Fi while you fly above the clouds. Wi-Fi and shuttle service, you know, all the services, all of the, you know, the peanuts and all those short flights, you get peanuts and stuff. But, you know, you can even you know you can even have full full course meals like depending on how long the flight is. Does Amtrak do those things? Amtrak could be made much much better if it was privatized. But when it's in control of the government, you see, no no no, you get the bare bones and it bleeds every single year. And you spend so much money, and again, no worries, Big Daddy government, because we flip the bill for that. That's us. It's always going to be us. We are always going to be the ones footing the bill. All of the pet projects. Government likes to spend money. Private businesses like to account for money and create wealth. But back to oppression. Don't you realize that we are oppressed as a nation? People are just so oppressed. I mean, let's not talk about how it doesn't matter what your race, what your creed, what your religious religious affiliation is. If you are talented, supremely talented, if you possess, whether it be intellectual or physical talent, you will be supremely compensated in this country. You can make millions and billions of dollars. Ask Jeff Bezos... Ask, I even hate saying his name, LeBron James. 
Okay, two different ends of the spectrum there. Jeff Bezos can't hit a three-pointer, I don't think. Sorry, Jeff, if you can. I don't know if you're a basketball guy. I don't know. Maybe you can. I'm just saying you probably can't hit three in a row. LeBron James probably can't hit three in a row either. He's <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Um, he's not the GOAT. So we'll just say Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's better. So I don't care. I might have just lost a bunch of people on this podcast just for saying that. I hope not. I hope that the majority believes that Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time and LeBron James is just a wannabe. Although he could level up if he just stopped hiding his baldness. All the greats went bald. Jordan went bald. Kobe went bald. Rest, rest, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. Um, they went bald. When they got bald, it's like they got better. It's like a fine wine. <laughs> but anyway... LeBron James, superstar, wealthy beyond measure. Jeff Bezos, businessman, Amazon, one of the wealthiest men on the planet. Were they oppressed? Jeff Bezos, balding, old white guy. Ah, not super old. He's old. He's older than me. LeBron James, African-American, about my age, actually, mid-30s, supremely wealthy. Wealthier than you or I could ever imagine to be. Now, one of those people you'll hear talk about oppression, and that's LeBron James. It's not Jeff Bezos. Oh, man. LeBron, you are so oppressed. I love how you spew the victimhood mentality and oppression to everyone else. How did you get to where you are? How could you, how could we push for people to come to this country? Liberal left, think about what you're doing. You say that our country is full of racists, bigots, we're hateful. We don't, it's oppressed, oppression. We're just dripping with guilt from all this oppression. But you want more people to come here to this awful, racist, homophobic, xenophobic, transphobic, hateful country? Why would we want anybody to seek refuge here and flee here if that's what you believe? Do you see the liberal left? You just contradict yourself. You just drip with contradiction. How could you want that? How could you wish... That on your worst enemy. To come to such a... We want you to come to the racist, homophobic, transphobic, xenophobic, blah, 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 United States of America. How could you be so callous? How could you be so cruel? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. The problem here is that you're not oppressed. Get your head out of your butt. Okay? You're not oppressed. You're just not. Flat out not oppressed. You have every opportunity afforded to you. It doesn't matter who you are. You have every opportunity to look at what you want and strive towards that goal. Now, will everybody get there? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Something my dad used to say growing up that I'm pretty sure that a lot of other people's dads said growing up, and we can all say it together in unison, life's not fair. 
but at least we have a life to live in a country that is set up for you to succeed in every awesome way imaginable if you are willing to put in the time, the sweat, the effort that it's going to take to get there. Are some people just lucky as hell? Yes. Some people fall into wealth. Well, don't worry. The liberal democratic left has that covered too. It's called a death tax. Never mind you and your your family passing along wealth. Big government's got to come in and say, no, we need to take that wealth from Grandpa Joe and make sure that we divvy it up how we see fit. The same way that they divvied up funds during, you know, with FEMA during Hurricane Katrina. I mean, they didn't lose like, I don't know, something like 300 and 300 plus like FEMA debit cards totaling almost a million dollars. They didn't just, I mean, who loses that amount of cards? And then you see some of these charges on these FEMA cards that are supposed to be used for food and shelter. And I mean, explain to me how charging $600 at a Legends Gentleman Club. I mean, I guess it's definitely food and shelter. Um, it's a little exorbitant. It's a little, um, a little pricey. I mean, it's not exactly what I imagined. Spending, you know, $1,000 at Hooters. FEMA, again, guys, your tax dollars. Your money. FEMA just handing it out, making it rain. Well, don't rain too much. There was a flood down there, guys. Kind of a bad joke, but totally unintended there with the make it rain thing. But it works. I mean, that's what the government does. That's the difference between the government and you or I. Now, the government likes to slap a gajillion regulations on you. And though, like I said before, in Pennsylvania with the with the alcohol, with the with, the, with that tax, right? That's still in the books. You've heard of the weird blue laws, right? The blue laws that are still in the books today. In some states, it's illegal to, I don't know, whip your wife on the steps of the courthouse unless the switch or whatever it is you're using is a certain diameter. Those laws still exist. That's how hard it is to get these things off the books. As asinine and crazy as they sound, once the government gets their hooks in things and slaps down regulations, it's enormously difficult, tremendously difficult to get them removed, as stupid as they might be. And the government loves to create subcommittees and committees and all these great things to like do the same job. It's like you got one job and you'll have 30 governing bodies doing the same job. All of them, again, spending, you guessed it, your tax dollars. It's really not hard to figure out. Now, during this entire opening, I guess, pilot podcast of democracy, I have been staring at Joe Biden's face. (laughs) Mr. President, your face, you are 
it's such a blank stare. You are clueless. Absolutely clueless. The reason I do it is because I need to remember why I'm here. I need to remember I am here to expose you and your corrupt administration. And I've got my ideas on how they got there and why they're in power right now. But again, we'll save it so that I don't get smited by the mighty smiters of the internet. We won't go there yet. I can't go full Alex Jones on you just yet. Or maybe I could. Maybe I could go full, uh, you know, Donald J, number 45. Or maybe not. Because if I do, I don't know, my lifespan might be cut short. Like all of the people that speak out against the Clintons are cut short. They all kind of die in the same Anyway, we won't get into that. I got to stay away from that, guys. Don't bring me there. Don't push me there. Here's the thing. The United States, because of beloved President Joe Biden, there's no American might under this current president. And when I say that, believe me, I am slapping the fingers up, giving the quotes president Joe Biden though he says I've seen no questioning of our credibility from our allies around the world and he's speaking of of course for those who don't know the botched removal of troops from Afghanistan from the embassy specifically leaving behind lots of goodies for the Taliban to seize. I mean, it wasn't even like days. It was like, as like people were pulling out of the embassy, the Taliban were just like walking in the turnstiles. It was from all angles. They were surrounded. How could you let this happen, Joe? I don't know. Here's the thing. If you're gonna like remove troops and stability, American stability from the region, you might want to like remove the Black Hawk. You might want to remove the light machine guns. You might want to remove all of the equipment. You might want to remove as many American citizens from the region that want to leave. Those who want to stay can stay. But you should probably do that ahead of time before hastily removing troops from Afghanistan. Leaving not just those American citizens' lives at danger, but every single Afghanistan citizen. And the argument is we've been there for 20 years. We've spent trillions of dollars, trillions and trillions of dollars. And the Afghanistan army, the, the Afghanistani army should be well prepared and well equipped well equipped. But they don't want to fight. They don't want... They're just lazy. We were just their crutch. That's what Joe Biden says, so it must be true. I mean, that's actually... That's what Joe Biden reads from the teleprompter. Whoever is pulling the strings, whoever's writing these... Kamala. Whoever's writing these things. 
I've seen no questioning of our credibility from our allies around the world. Oh, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. It's actually garnering super heavy criticism from his primary NATO partners. <laughs> Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of UK, said that it took days to get Joe Biden on the phone. Joe must have been asleep. He must it must have been like after 4:30 after he had his his warm glass or his, his little bowl of milk or whatever. I, I imagine he doesn't even drink his warm milk to help him sleep from a from a cup, from a mug. He, I feel like he drinks drinks it from like a like a saucer. Okay, Jill. Jill, Jill. Joe Biden's husband, Jill. Wait. Joe Biden's wife. There we go. That's right. Joe Biden's wife, Jill. Jill, come here, Jill. I'm ready for bed. I'm ready for bed. I've had my warm milk. Oh, Boris Johnson, the prime minister's on the phone. I'll call back tomorrow when I'm awake, when I'm not sundowning. Took days. Boris Johnson's just lighting him up. Redial, redial, redial. Like when, you know, you're trying to win something from a radio station and you know you're not going to win, but you just, and you know the winner's already been picked, but you're still like hitting the redial button. It's busy, 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 right? You're not getting through. That's Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of the, of the UK, trying to get hold of the leader of the free world. And I say leader very lightly. Sleepy Joe Biden. Boris Johnson declares that Biden's handling of Afghanistan was catastrophic and shameful. The West could not continue this U.S.-led mission, a mission conceived and executed in support and defense of America, without American logistics, without U.S. air power, and without American might. Boris Johnson's words, not mine. Not anybody else's. <laughs> the Taliban doesn't fear Joe Biden. He, the Taliban doesn't fear the might of the United States because the guy who can pull the trigger on wiping them out or severely hampering their plans is asleep at 4.30 every day after his warm saucer of milk. <sighs> oh. What do we do, folks? And Biden has doubled down. He is, he is just an ornery old dude. Who can't admit, who cannot admit how badly he executed this thing. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen my liberal friends say, but Boomer, Trump made a deal with the Taliban. Trump was planning on removing troops 
from Afghanistan and from the Middle East. He had plans to do so. Joe was just carrying out plans. But here's the thing. Donald Trump, number 45, one of the greatest modern presidents of the United States ever, not just the mo- ever, did more great things for this country than I could even list in one segment. Shirley would not have withdrawn from Afghanistan in this fashion. And the Taliban certainly would not have overthrown the U.S. Embassy. And we certainly wouldn't have been burning flags on the way out because of the Taliban coming in. He didn't want those. He, Joe Biden, man, he didn't want those. He didn't want the flags to be used as propaganda, but he left the people behind. The Taliban's not going to get a hold of those people and execute them and use them as propaganda. But don't worry, there's no flags. They can't get a hold of flags. The Taliban has all of the guns, all of the, the equipment left behind, but no flags, Joe. Congratulations, Joe. You did it. We did it, Joe. We did it. We burned all the flags. That's Kamala. We did it. The Taliban can't get a hold of any American flags to use as propaganda now because you burn the ones at the embassy. <laughs> That's what was running through his mind. Burn all the flags. Burn them. Can't let them use propaganda. Oh, the people? Eh. Just leave them behind. You had Afghanistan. <laughs> you had Afghanistani people that fear the Taliban so much that they were on the C-130, on the runway, trying to hang on for dear life. And unfortunately, they didn't. They fell to their death. That blood is on your hands, Joe. That is not on Trump's hands. Because Trump had a plan to do so. Doesn't make this botched removal of troops from Afghanistan Trump's fault. It is in no way, shape, or form Trump's fault. It's Biden's fault. And to my liberal friends who say this, I ask you, who made the executive order? Who made the decision? Who was the last in the room? Your president, the guy that you voted for, Joe Biden. Not Donald Trump. Stop with the Trump derangement syndrome. Stop trying to blame him for all of the ill decisions that your president has made. You're like the boxer that's getting the poop knocked out of him. Okay? And the guy that's beating you up in the ring is 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 Joe Biden's decisions and then you the one getting pummeled, you're the one that's trying to defend those decisions. That's you getting knocked out in the first round. You can't defend how awful of a president Joe Biden has been. How he has botched literally everything he's touched. I live in the great state of Tennessee and premium gas is almost hitting four bucks. The regular stuff is almost at three. Oh, but I forget. <laughs> My liberal friends on the show, social stratosphere have told me that 
you're 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 one of those conservatives who believe that the uh, that the that the oil prices are dictated by the president. <laughs> Dummy, the president has nothing to do with oil prices and gas prices. <laughs> I'm so much smarter than you. And don't even ask me to explain it because it, there's just too many nuances. There's too many levels, and I'm too educated to even explain them to you. And I'm just sitting here like, please do explain. Explain it to me. Try me with your liberal nuance. Explain to me how they don't impact these prices. Explain to me how American American energy independence doesn't directly impact citizens of this great country in a positive way. If we are not reliant on those barrels of oil from the Middle East, how does that not help us? How does that not make us more competitive? It directly affects us. And that is the reason why you enjoyed such great gas prices. Among other things, the cost of everything comes down. The bread, the milk, the eggs, everything comes down because it takes gas to move all of those products across this great country. They just don't look past it. They don't look past it. But we need, we need, Joe's like, yes, we need to get rid of oil industry. Like we're going all green. But yes, every business needs COVID dividers and COVID, you know, plexiglass partitions. They're petroleum based, Joe. Those partitions that you want for COVID takes oil, bro. It takes oil. I'm from Tennessee, but I don't say oil. It's oil. I'm a transplant. I can't help it. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm a transplant. I've been all over the place. But no. But you see, here's the thing. Joe Biden, you are the government. Donald Trump was the president, and he was a businessman. In control of the government, but he ran the government like a business. And we were the benefactors of said operations. Do you see how we've come full circle here? Joe Biden, spend, 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 spend. But he'll he'll say he's removing the troops from Afghanistan because we've spent so much money. But he's going to create a gajillion more regulations on top of the regulations that he's already done. And on top of all the things that he's already undoing that President Trump has put in place. I say President Trump on purpose, not former president. Joe, Joe, try to stay up a little later. Try. Try to scare off scary bad people like the Taliban. With our awesome United States military might. Can we please. Can we please just stop messing around. And send in the SEAL teams. Can we just send in the teams please. Let's just send in those SEAL teams. They'll dismantle those boobs. It's a disgrace. But you know it's not a disgrace. You. 
for being here with me, Boomer Justin, listening to me rant. Now remember, remember, like I said, this is a work in progress. This is a work in progress. And this is something that is going to become quite regular. And who knows? Just maybe, maybe someone out there in this wide world that we live in, they might hear me and say, wow, look what this, look what this kid is doing by himself. Listen to him talk. He's got a, he's got a good, he's got a good uh, brain on top of them shoulders there. He's, he's having some fun. He's spitting some facts. He's having some fun doing it. And it sounds like he loves his country. Syndicate me, please. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for that. I'd need an army around me. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't need an army around me. I just need to have my own convictions. I need to have my own beliefs. And again, follow the facts to where they lead, regardless of affiliation. Because when you believe in a set of principles, when you believe in things and you have done your own research and you've made your own, you've gone through your own discernment process, you can defend those positions greater than the person who reads the headlines and regurgitates what they heard on CNN, MSNBC, even Fox News is, is culpable of it too. They just regurgitate what they heard and then they get super emotional. They get so emotional. As to, as, and it's not, you know what? It's not even really their fault that they get emotional. It's what they've been taught. I mean, wouldn't you get emotional if you just got attacked? If you're just like, but they, that's what they view. They just view my opposition, my thought, as an attack on them. And it's really not. It's just an attack on their absurd, asinine regurgitation of what they heard. But they can't defend it because, you see, because they don't really believe it. They don't really understand what they're saying. They're just regurgitating what they heard. And then they get all emotional. How dare you question me? How dare you? I'm oppressed. Oppression. You're a white guy. You have privilege. Stop exerting your white male privilege on me. I'm oppressed. And I'm like, but you're what? You're you're like you're white too. You're a white woman that's talking to me right now. I'm still oppressed. <laughs> that's what they taught me in school. I went to college. I'm educated. It's what they taught me in critical race theory. I'm oppressed. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening to me. I'll be doing this again real soon. <laughs> Boomocracy. We got to unmask the left, folks. We got to unmask the left. We got to expose them for who they are. Unmask them in every way. Welcome to the Boomocracy, folks. It only gets better from here. I'm Boomer Justin. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful night.